Hey guys, welcome back to the Breaking Western podcast. Today we have another fabulous maker on with us. She is a mother of plants, a biological dog mother, a fishing enthusiast, a hat artist, and most importantly, queen, queen of, of the, the meme. meme. <laughs> Introducing the fabulous Uncle Becca. Something happened where like for some reason Angela and I were together the, the morning that you responded to our message. And this is shocking. This never happens that somehow I saw the notification before Angela did. Mm-hmm. And I was like sitting in the other room. I was like, Angela! Angela! <laughs> She's like, we got Uncle Becca. And then we sat there a moment just like basking in the in the glory, in the glory. of that moment. The sheer awe mm-hmm. um, that we would be sitting here talking to you. This so. is a highlight. We've been friends for a long time. <laughs> That's so true. Like, but we've been fangirls also for a long time. Long. Like, I'm sitting it. here, full disclosure, with a Angela Meyer never heard of her hat on my head that I made for Abby for Vegas. And we're like already planning like how to do different photo shoots with all like seven or eight of the hats that they're just that they're good. just that good you can't pick a favorite <laughs> i wear multiple hats like throughout a day sometimes i'm like oh man you know what that, that's really funny right now i'm gonna wear that one <laughs> the moment hit and you're just like great bush <laughs> you're like you know what that reminds me <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. So, Becca, tell our listeners, who is the head that's under all of these hats? <laughs> well, my name is Uncle Becca. Uh, <laughs> I I got the name Uncle Becca because I have, I'm the only girl in my family, and I have two nephews, and they just, like, I thought it was a joke in the beginning. I thought that my family told them to call me this, but they started calling me Uncle Becca, and I was like... <laughs> You assholes, like, who told him to say that? But I think it's because he's just like Uncle Mike, Uncle Joe, Uncle Kyler, Uncle Becca, and he just got stuck. And then all my friends started calling me Uncle Becca, like, just fucking with me, and, um, I mean, I couldn't really get rid of it, but I liked it. I mean, who else? You don't know anybody. I like that. (laughs) That's like another case of a child going to school very confused. (laughs) Yeah. I had to tell him one time, the older one, I was like, Oscar, you know, like, because their friends know I'm not, a, I should be an aunt. Right. So their friends are like weirded out and don't know what to call me. But I tried to tell him once that I was like, you know, it's really cool that you call me Uncle Becca, but it's even funnier because I'm not really an uncle. And he was like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and like originally my business was going to be, was Uncle Becca's hats. Okay. But on Instagram, you know how everything's lowercase, so it right. looks like Uncle Becca's shats. <laughs> everyone was like, that's so, why would you name your, well, that's really funny. I'm like, no, it's hat, oh, it doesn't like shats. <laughs> so, that's why I changed it to inappropriate chucker hats. <laughs> oh, shit. That's no, so well, good. So, now I have a question. Have you ever made a hat that says Uncle Becca shats? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, but I'm writing it down right now. <laughs> answered one of our questions because we were we were all excited to ask you like where your ideas 
come from because if any of you have ever been to her website, I remember the first time Becca going to your website and expecting to find... It's like a wormhole of greatness. Yeah. I thought I would find like 20 hats. I'm like, oh my God, no. there's a button that says load more. And then it says load more again. <laughs> and it keeps saying load more. And I don't think I can handle this. And they're all progressively funnier somehow. <laughs> it just, it's really getting out of hand, but... I think the way, since I can make them so quickly, like, I could, you know, now that my, I have the shop, I can't just go to my garage and make a hat like I used to. It was in my house as well. But, like, I can just make them so fast. So, anytime I hear something funny, I'm like, oh, my God. I put them. <laughs> and, and then, you know, when I do all these music festivals, I meet a lot of funny people. And sometimes they have some great fucking ideas. And I'm like, well, that's going on the website. That's <laughs> going on the website. I mean, there may be a day where I come up with like 15 different hats just just by myself. Oh, wow. And then, you know, I mean, it's there's a lot of funny people in my life, too, though, that, um, you know, throw ideas at me. And some really dumb ones, too. <laughs> You're like, no, I'm never doing that. And I'm like, did that make you laugh when you told me? And they're like, well, no. And I'm like, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I just like have this vision of you sitting in your shop surrounded by plants and there's a line of people coming up to you, like presenting you with ideas and you sit You're there like, like no, mm, no, uh, yes, it, no. It, I mean, I feel like you've been watching because that fucking happens. And like I used to, nobody had access to me except for at music festivals or online. Mm. I worked out of my home, but now that I have this shop, I'm like, this is great. But at the same time, People can just come in all day and tell me their stupid ideas. I'm like, cool. I'll write it down. I talk shit about them when they leave. <laughs> Maybe that's that too. I talk shit I about, talk shit about, about you, when you when you leave. <laughs> that's we can all relate to that. Yeah, yeah. word. We definitely. That, there's, I'm gonna work on that one. That's a good one too. <laughs> well, here's I might word it better, but yes, I fucking love that. <laughs> well, here's some of my personal favorites that I pulled off of there. Um, great girl, huge bush. What a classic. An instant classic. Uh, don't meth with tigers. <laughs> Queen of the half-ass hand job. We've all been there. Epstein yeah. didn't kill himself. Amen. Uh, better late than pregnant. Too real. Way too real. Um, yeah. probably still drunk. <laughs> Drive, heave, and rally. Yep. And say perhaps to drugs. <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh those God. are my favorites. Queen of the Half-Ass job was a custom order, and that girl called me to tell me the whole story behind it, and I was oh, like, shit. okay, that wasn't, that wasn't necessary, but <laughs> um, it was so funny, and I didn't, I, I mean, she ordered it, it was one of my very first, I don't even think I had a website yet, and then I made it as a, you know, I thought it'd be funny to put out, or maybe someone saw a picture, I don't know. And everybody went nuts, and I was like, well, I think I'm just going to start wearing that hat now. I can't find her. I think she's embarrassed about it now. So. <laughs> it's <laughs> like her husband now. <laughs> no, actually, I was at a bar on March 6th, and uh, chili cook off, and I walked inside, this, and I was wearing that hat, and this guy goes, hey, man, do you know that hat's about me? Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I heard that story. <laughs> so he lives in Fort Worth, Texas. Proceed with caution. Proceed. So, Becca, tell us a little more about that. Like, where you you've mentioned a couple more of about times. the half-ass hand no. job. Well, God, no, I phrased that wrong. I was like, oh man, uh, uh, rewind, rewind. No, um, you mentioned it a couple of times. Kind of, you know, um, people have access to me now because I'm in my store. Mm -hmm. I used to be at music festivals, or you know, now I have the ability to print my own things. Tell us a little bit. Okay, first, 
where did this idea even come from? Because I mean, incredible. Um, but also what's been your journey that brings you to just this iconic moment that, that we find ourselves sitting with you in? (laughs) So I, it was like, I guess, what year are we in? We're in 2020. Great question. (laughs) (laughs) I think I would say it was probably like in, back in 2009, I was cleaning out the attic trying to make some money at my parents' house, and I found this hat that said, who farted? It was, like, just the, you know, the one I have on my website, the hoof yeah. farted. <laughs> I started wearing it, because I was like, well, this is fucking hilarious. Where did this come from? And I guess it was a gag gift from my grandpa to my mom, and I'm like, why the fuck is it in the attic? This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Mom, this is a so, family heirloom. <laughs> <laughs> so, I started wearing it, and I was also bartending at the time, and um, I mean, people always commented on it. They always wanted it. And I was living in Fort Worth then. But then I moved to Key West, which is like tourism central. Mm-hmm. And so I was getting people from all over the world trying to buy that damn hat off my head. I was like, <laughs> no, no, it's from my grandpa. Like, I can't sell this one. But there was a t-shirt shop next door that would print on really shitty hats. Like, shittier than mine. <laughs> so, <laughs> I go in there. And he, I, I think there was some big event called Bar Wars, and you make you have like a team of bartenders, you all dress in costumes. So I made all these who farted hats for my team, and then we ended up selling them for like fifteen bucks afterwards because everybody wanted them. And that was kind of the first one. Um, and I still wasn't like thinking I was going to make hats. Uh, I moved back to Texas, went moved to a different, few different states. Finally bought a heat press like in two thousand fifteen. And just started making hats because, I don't know, why the fuck not? And uh, <laughs> I had a few really good ones and they were just cracking me up, me and my brothers. I mean, those first ones I made, I would glue on each letter individually, not glue. Like, oh, wow. You know, oh. It was, yeah, indiv- it was so ghetto. They were not straight, but people <laughs> loved them. And I always like would just sell them randomly. And then it wasn't until, I guess, 2018 that I was only booking music (laughs) I was making like a thousand bucks a month and that's not doing shit so I was like okay I don't want to get another job for anybody else I'm gonna make these damn hats I'm gonna make it work and so I just started going to every event that I could and here we are (laughs) damn damn I just want to work for someone I hate working for assholes yeah and you know I hate being unappreciated and I hated not been able to just take a break when I walk. So, I mean, yeah, that's that's the boring side of it. Yeah. Damn. And, it, like, from the outside, and I get this because I'm a musician and people think that your life is all of the time a party. Like, all you yeah. do is party and hang out with people and, like, they don't even see that kind of uphill thing that you're doing at the same time. And so yeah. I... I know firsthand it takes a lot of, like, grace to juggle all of that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us about starting to collaborate with, you know, different festivals, events, and as we've all seen, different musicians. I know you've had um, a Caitlin Butts hat. You have a Mike in the Moon Pies hat. Uh, you have a picture with Cody Canada. We'll get to that later. Um, but tell us about the uh, starting in with, like, the music side of everything. So that was, like, my main job like since I mean even, I guess starting in 2009 I'd moved to Texas to start working I'd, I'd already done like I'd like, emceed some music festivals in Oklahoma and I would help promote them like with different radio stations and then I got this cool job in Fort Worth working at a radio station 
and it sucked. So I left that place to go book music, <laughs> never knowing that it would, you know, that would help me so much today. But yeah, I started booking music like full time in, I guess it was 2009. And, um, and I never stopped. And I was booking music in Texas and then Oklahoma and then New Mexico. And so I just, I was involved in the music scene. Like I was a fan that just put on concerts, you know, mm-hmm. like I wasn't, I wasn't doing it to make money. I was doing it to bring music to wherever I lived and bring my friends to town. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think building that relationship early on with all the musicians, it kind of just made it easy. Like I really didn't do shit. Uh, these musicians all just approached me like, uh, the Mike and the Moon Pies hat. I was at Mile Zero Fest in Key West the second year, I think. And their manager came up and he was like, "Hey, uh, you know that you know that old trucker hat we used to make? You want us? We'll give you the rights to that image, and only you. And you could just sell it. And we even have an old heat press exactly like yours. You can have that too. And oh, so he kind of like handed it to me, and I was like, "This is the coolest thing that's ever happened." Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. What the fuck? <laughs> And then same with Caitlin. Um, she had asked me to wholesale some hats for her originally. And I'm not the cheapest wholesaler. I don't even, I'm like, uh, you probably go somewhere cheaper. Just uh, just saying. Right. Uh, and so she did. And she hated the way they turned out. So then mm. she came to me later and was like, hey, how about you just sell my hat for me? And we've we done a lot of events together. And her hat looks like mine. So people were always trying to buy hers. Mm. And my boots, I'm like, I don't have it. But now I do. So... Yeah, I think it just helps them. They don't have to keep inventory, and they don't have to mm-hmm. worry about sh- So oh, it's not something that I, like, sure. want to do a lot of, but I don't mind doing it to help, you know, my friends. And then their fans have to go to my website to find the hat, so. Yeah, it's mutually beneficial, for sure. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, if you can get off of that website only buying one hat, like, I, you obviously made two clicks. Because if you looked around at all, you will spend at least $300. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Every time I've gone to your website, I'm like, look at my cart. I'm like, this is absurd. Yes. Uh, rain it in. <laughs> yes. Literally. I'm like, do I need eight trucker hats? Like, I don't know. Yeah. What is Maybe the reason all in it? <laughs> Eeny, meeny, miny, no. <laughs> Some lady the other day told me she had 56 of them. Oh, holy 56. Shit. Yeah. Holy. I That's mean, a good woman right there. Look at her. No shit. That's the kind where you're like, okay, so I'll send you a Christmas card at least. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. (laughs) So you kind of alluded to this, like, Caitlin had a hat similar to yours, but not quite. Like, Mike and the Moon Pies, they were doing a trucker hat. Um, This idea came from a hat that you found in the attic. So how did you take this idea of a trucker hat with just this like this phrase on it and really make it yours and and make it uncle becca and make it something that like if somebody sees one that isn't yours their first thought is still like oh inappropriate trucker hats yeah yeah well i think i mean it's not like it's that new i mean there's been people doing funny things on hats and in this basic style was really i just kind of I like this style hat. I like these auto hats. These are always my favorite ones that bands have had. And I think this is weird about Michael the Moon Pies, and it's weird that I have their because a long time ago, I didn't even know who the fuck they were, but I saw <laughs> their hat that I sell on someone's head at a bar, and I was like, dude, I need that hat. And he gave it to me, and it was my favorite hat. And I didn't know who the band was. And then I started, I think, I, I don't know if I saw them in concert or I just started following them, and they made a 
on their story, they showed a picture, they showed like a little story or a clip of them making those hats. And it was just a heat press down on the hat. And I was like, I could do that. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you do it. That's how easy it is. That's it. And so then years later, I just started making them. And it's, it's really funny that they came at me later and like, Hey, uh, we want you to sell this hat for us. <laughs> oh, damn. That's so cool. But I don't think there's a lot of hats that people will be like, dude, is this yours? And it's not. So there's quite a few people using, you know, doing the same style. But I think but what sets me apart is I don't, I can't stand the generic bullshit that you see at like every other boutique and mm. all those basic, I hate using phrases that you see on somebody. So like if someone sends me a shirt, they're like, hey, can you put this on a hat? My answer is usually fuck no because like, already, no, like that someone's already doing that and right, you know, there's a lot of words out there. We can make up funny stuff. And I have <laughs> a lot of words out there. <laughs> yeah. I do have a few hats that you will see elsewhere, but it's very, very rare and it's very rare. Uh, mm-hmm. and that's like what I strive to not be is like everyone else. So Oh, that's so yeah. good and important too, mm-hmm. because there is so much of that in and I, I don't know, do you consider yourself within the Western industry? Not at all. Okay. So the Texas music scene has definitely launched my business a lot faster than it would have if I wasn't like, you know, if I didn't already have an association with that music scene in festivals and then the people in general, because it's just like one big family. But then hmm. um, there, I think, I honestly feel like some of the, maybe it's because of my location and just some of the friends I've made, but the the rodeo industry, like, what is it, like, uh, or I guess Western boutique, what do you call the, what do you, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm just sitting here nodding my head, like, yes, 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 uh, I mean, you know, wh- like whatever it is. Boutiques, I just feel like there's more of those on Instagram, mm. um, or maybe that's just what I see, and I started selling in a couple, uh, Western boutiques, <laughs> what am I, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but once one does it, everyone else is like, I want to do that too, and so, like, <laughs> And I mean, I don't sell to many Western boutiques anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't gotten many reorders. But uh, I mean, I definitely am in the Western industry. I don't rode a rodeo scene, but I didn't do it on. It wasn't anything I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> and like Saddle Tramp wearing all my hats. She definitely got my, my name up in there. And That'll do it in the Western world. That'll do it. Yeah. They were some of the first people to carry myself. They're a boutique in Texas, and they're mm. big in the rodeo fashion world. That's what I'm looking for. Um, so, I don't know. It just it all just kind of happened organically. That's really cool. And I, I love that you have those friendships in the Western industry, also the Texas music scene, because I feel like, like you said, it is all one big family, and that networking is so important to – get your brand out there in a way that's authentic that when you come back it's not just business relations but like hey there's my friend we're mm-hmm. gonna go out later and she's wearing my hat so yeah, maybe like can you speak a little bit maybe even to people that are inspired to start their own brand of how important or how you feel that networking has worked for you and not even networking just like establishing those genuine relationships yeah. with, with the people in your circles yeah, yeah. i mean i, I feel like a, just the way that I was, you know, lived my life and the, and the kindness I showed to people, I think, in all the jobs I had leading up to this really, really helped. And I think you just kind of find the people that like your shit. Like, there's so many people out there, and you don't want to just, um, 
you know, I mean, you want to find the people that, that, that truly like you and like your brand. Cause if you fill up and try to get a bunch of people to like your stuff, they're never, they're not, you know, not everybody wears a trucker hat. Mm. You know, some people say business just cause they like, they, they think it's funny. Um, <laughs> but mine's, I mean, honestly, my trucker hats, it's not that I want people to wear them cause it's a trucker hat. I just want everyone to have more fun than they were intending on having. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the whole point. It's like, nobody cares what you look like in a hat, but if it says something funny, you're going to have a lot more fun. Like, you don't yeah, have to take yourself too seriously. Yeah, yeah. and it, <laughs> it speaks to the type of person. Like, if you see a group of people wearing hats that say phrases like, queen of the half-ass hand job, <laughs> you know they're there to have a damn good time. Yep. Nope. <laughs> yes, yes, I definitely agree. <laughs> you want to smoke some weed? Right, right. <laughs> Can we smoke weed in here? Another great hat. <laughs> That's what I was going for. There it is. I haven't that one out in public yet. I can't wait to do that. Oh, I'm so excited about it. Do, do you ever have any qualms about, like, I don't know, what's somebody going to think when I wear something like this? Is that ever a thought that crosses your mind? Or are you just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm here to have a good time. For the most part, yeah, fuck it, I'm here to have a good time. <laughs> but I do, I love children, and mm. I have lots of kids in my life, and most of their parents, everyone knows that, you know, either <laughs> don't talk like Becca, or, like, <laughs> and their kids know, you know, what they should pay attention to and whatnot. But I do, like, kind of keep an eye on what I'm wearing to the grocery store. Like, you know, I'm not going to walk in there with a hat on says I've got money for drugs in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Or shit bug. I mean, I, I guess I've definitely done that, but I try, you know, to not be such an asshole <laughs> sometimes. But, I mean, if it's a fucking music festival or a concert, right. there's no... Are there rules? No. No. No, no holds barred. <laughs> no. That's no. sweet. That's very sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Like the that we have right now, and we're in a small town, and, well, I guess it's not that small, but it's... It's still like it's a small town joint, and uh, I don't have. I have some of the like it's a little bit censored. I don't have my most vulgar. I don't have fuck yeah probably t shirt out on the floor. Even though I really want to. Uh, so you know, I don't know. I, I wasn't gonna censor myself at all, but I feel like I can do it. People can go to the website, and see all the real weird shit. So yeah, uh, you know. Your and name tell- lets them know that it's there. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that was the whole fucking point. I wasn't even trying to name my business Inappropriate Trucker Hats. I was just making a sign to, like, warn people. Hey, <laughs> oh, there's no. Inappropriate Trucker Hats over here. And I spelled Inappropriate wrong. Did No one told me till the end of the night. Um, but that's kind of how the name was born. It wasn't even intentional. <laughs> you know i said that to abby earlier i said you know i can't find becca isn't it that she spelled it wrong i'm like i remember something about like for some reason instagram search really struggles in finding you and then yeah i remembered something about i think that was just me also as you're talking like i think i just always assumed that it was spelled this way and then my phone it's just one of those words like necessary (laughs) but nobody knows how the fuck to spell that i just always start off whenever people go and like write it down i just say I-N-A-P-P. It's I-N-A-P-P. There's two P's. That's where I always fuck it up. Yeah. I-N-A-P-P. Boom. Incredible. You're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) So I've just been leading up to this moment, waiting literally all day to ask you this. 
Tell us about meeting Cody Canada. I know this was like, it was a thing for you for a long time that you wanted to meet him, like, and smoke a blunt with him. Tell us the whole story. Well, How did this happen? Yeah. Well, I've, I've, I've met him, I've met him a lot. I just, so I met him years and years ago, and he, I mean, he, I did this thing called Reckless Kelly's Celebrity Softball Tournament, and I was, amazing. Remember when I said I moved to Texas to work at some radio station? Mm-hmm. Well, one of their DJs was supposed to go, and he was really old, and he got sick or something. So the other DJ was like, hey, Becca, you should go with me. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm thinking I was going to be like in the stands, because it's Russell Kelly's Celebrity Softball Jam. Like, it's all musicians on each team. Oh, you're and on the, the field. Team. Yeah, I was on the fucking field. I had a t-shirt. Well, the guy was so old, um, the guy I was playing for, he was the bat boy, so I had... BB on the back, and I was the bat boy for, I don't know, one of the teams, but during the national anthem, <laughs> I stood right next to Cody Canada, because I knew there would be pictures taken, you know, like, we're all lined <laughs> this huge baseball, it was like a, it wasn't a huge stadium, but it was, whatever you call it, baseball, yeah, baseball stadium, yeah, shit, I'm sure. ballpark, <laughs> <laughs> so I stood right next to him, like a fucking idiot, and um, I could dig up those photos sometimes if you want. Uh, oh, hell yeah. But he oh, didn't please. know who I was. I didn't, you know, I didn't try to, like, do anything and say hi. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, randomly over the years, I would see him and meet him. And I never tried to talk to him. And at that very first Mile Zero Fest, I get a text message. And I was, this is my first big event as a vendor. Like, I had the most ghetto set up. And I get, <laughs> I get a text message that said, Cody Canada here. I was like, what the fuck? Wait, what? <laughs> Shit. Like, I couldn't believe it. Am I being catfished? Yeah. Yeah, he goes, are you making hats? And I was like, yes. <laughs> so he ordered some hats for his kids. Damn. And, uh, his wife and his kids came and picked him up, and I was still super weird. I was, and then a year later, like, he ordered multiple hats for me, texted me randomly, <laughs> like, and oh. I was still always like, this is so weird. And I don't think it was until this uh, it was, I guess, last fall during Medicine Stone when I got to smoke that joint with him. That was the first time I think I ever, like, acted normal in front of him. And I was like, oh, I know you think I'm a psycho, but <laughs> you just made me really nervous. And I didn't know I didn't say that. But, um, yeah, he just came over and smoked a joint, and I just tried to play it so cool. And uh, then I was like, hey, man, uh, can I? He knows my dad. And I was like, can, can I just take a picture for my dad? He was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> working up to this moment <laughs> dreaming of the day that a you that you peak. could smoke a J with Cody Canada. <laughs> yeah. And it and it happens. Your dad is thrilled because he has a picture uh <laughs> to prove it, you know. Um and then like, you know, small added benefit, you get to share it here and there. Just like pull out your phone at family reunions and be like <laughs> with your followers. I met Cody Canada. Uh, <laughs> so you so like so so you peaked in that moment. <laughs> So that was it. Where do we go from here? What <laughs> what is what is next? What's our next mountaintop? I haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> but I'm still riding that wave for sure. Oh, I don't blame you. <laughs> uh, man, I don't know. I gotta think about this. I'll let you know the next time I talk to you what my new 
what I do next because I don't yeah. fucking know yet. Well, fair enough because we love what you're doing. Really. You know, I have a Cody Canada story too. <laughs> we honestly disclaimer: I have not heard this story yet, so I'm. <laughs> you weren't around then. Also nervous. We were at a show and I had a bunch good. of buddies and uh, you know, we we're outside and you always like wait around. Maybe we'll meet the artist, whatever. And he's do we out there. Do that? Yeah. Well, you don't, but we do. And uh, we're like, oh, let's just have him like sign our, you know, our merch we just bought. And so my buddy Chase, and he comes up with this Sharpie, and he's like, yeah, can you sign this? Can you sign this? So Cody signs all of our stuff. He was so cool, so sweet, smoked cigarette with him, whatever. And then he goes to, like, sign the next batch of merch for the other assholes behind us. And then he's like, looks at Chase. He's like, hey, can I can I take your Sharpie? And Chase's like, oh, yeah, 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 I don't need that. Go ahead. And Chase still brings up, like, Cody Canada has my Sharpie. <laughs> to aspire to something i, I guess. mean yeah i'll never tell well, here i am just just sitting here embarrassed that i don't have a cody canada story like a, well like a real like a commoner yeah yeah Shit. sorry to be you cody if you're listening <laughs> which he is obviously we have to top these assholes <laughs> i don't know which one i'm talking to right now cody but go hang out with her <laughs> this whole first season we're interviewing makers so people that are kind of the leaders in their field of whatever they're doing, silversmithing, hat making, boutique, like whatever they're doing, they're making their own brand. What advice do you have for somebody that's just coming up, just cutting their teeth, trying to make it in the Western industry or wherever? And really find their voice. Yeah. Well, I feel like the, 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 the most important things with my business that stuck were like, either just unintentional or just sort of organic like the name uh like my face sticker you know that someone just randomly drew that and was like hey i drew this for you uh, <laughs> and i think i think just you know not trying so hard to to think of ways to make your brand be something that it's not i, I don't i guess that's <laughs> don't try so hard and don't compare yourself to other people because that's where i get really fucked up where i used to like mm. man look at that booth over there they've got it going on and they're selling the shit out of stuff and and or you know they've i know that they're making so much more money than me but it everybody it takes a certain amount of time for everybody to get where you're going that's um, so true absolutely and, yeah just i think comparing yourself is the worst thing you can do and then also trying too hard to make something like some people say they'll, they'll buy a bunch of stuff and i'm gonna go start this and i'm gonna do all these things but if you just start a little bit like y'all seen the shitty hats I used to make, but people liked them, so then I'd make a few more shitty hats, and then <laughs> more and more and more. You just build this following of people that really dig your shit. A really powerful underlying <laughs> message there too, in that it's like being gentle with yourself yeah. and learning as you go, and not chalking yeah. everything you do up to a failure, but as a yeah. stepping stone. Mm. Yeah, I've done some real dumb shit, and then like <laughs> the taxes and all that. Like I have learned so much by screwing up and i mean you can't just know how to do everything you know i don't just when you like hey i know how to make a funny hat but like i'm not the best at customer service anymore i'm not that nice to people and i don't know how to do my taxes but i've had to like figure it all out but no one expects you to be good at, at every single part of your business so yeah, yeah. don't be so hard so on yourself you do things wrong yeah mm. you know I used to always say, people expect me to have my shit together after seeing what I do for a living, then... <laughs> <laughs> you are mistaken. 
I'm, I'm getting there. I'm studying, so. <laughs> you know, the disclaimer is all in the name. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> I just had like a million bad puns run through my head with that. I'll spare you those. <laughs> um, and just say thank you, Becca, so much. Yeah. for for sharing with us and just being like such a such a cool and unique voice yes not just in the western industry but in the world we live in and somebody who's just unapologetically themselves and somebody who lets other people be that mm-hmm. like you yeah. just give people that voice you and... literally give them a canvas to yes. do that <laughs> yes and then they wear it <laughs> and suddenly yes, everyone knows they part. have a great bush <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we turned it into something cool, okay? <laughs> Let's embrace it. Now it's, it's cool. 2020. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome. Well, I, thank you so much for saying that. I do appreciate it. And yeah, I only I don't want to hang out with someone that's not being themselves. Like how lame is that? You can be as crazy as you want to. As long as you're, you know, yourself, I'm probably gonna like you. <laughs> Yes. Oh, yes, so ma'am. true. So true. All right. So for those of you listening who are hearing everything Becca says and, and thinking to yourself, yeah, I want to be myself like that. I want to have a cool ass hat. Praise Becca, hands. where can they find you? So y'all just need to look up UncleBecca.com and there's <laughs> over 250 hats to choose from. Um, I don't know when this is coming out, but I might even have a brand new shiny website by the time it does. Ooh, so shit. yeah, it should be ready. Hopefully. <laughs> Take now. Um, but yeah, unclebecca.com. You can make your own custom hat on there. I do wholesale, so if you have a boutique or a hair salon or a weed dispensary, <laughs> I got- let's keep this on brand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, I do barter. <laughs> I do barter. <laughs> We love it. And um, Instagram, you're at inappropriate trucker hats. Can you spell that for everyone who. <laughs> Here we go. I N A P P R O P R I A T E. Shit, I don't even know if that was right, but yeah, you know. Yeah, you know. Trucker hats. Y'all can spell the rest. And for the record, Becca is spelled with a with a K A H. Um, Uncle with a C. (laughs) I always want to mess that up for some reason. Spell it with a K, Uncle. <laughs> All right, so if for if for some unbelievable reason you're not familiar with Uncle Becca, absolutely make go sure you go follow her because let's be real, this is choice content. Yes. Um check out okay. her website. Hats are amazing, and go support all of your local makers because they deserve it. And you have a store now too, right? Yes, it's in Prosper, Texas, and it's called Famous in Oregon. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. So if you guys are there in Texas, you should check her out. Go meet her. Don't tell her any dumb ideas. Only your best. <laughs> she please. don't want them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Thank you, Becca, so much for being a part of the podcast today. We were so, so lucky to have you on here. It was an honor and a privilege. It was. You guys are making me blush. <laughs> All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Breaking Western Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, go leave us a nice review, share with your friends, spread some love today, and we'll see you all next week.